Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. There's no two ways about it. Getting a bachelor's degree costs a lot. Doing so at a private university is even more expensive. And for students with the academic chops to get into a highly selective, intellectually rigorous college, yet not the means to pay for it, choosing where they'll go is limited by what they and their families can afford. Washington University in St. Louis just announced a major policy change that aims to take financial burden out of the decision-making picture for undergraduate students. Joining me to talk about that is Ronay P. Turner, Vice Provost for Admissions and Financial Aid at Washington University. Ronay, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you, Elaine. I'm excited to be here. Now, Ronay, why is this a, a big deal, and what exactly is changing? Well, this is a big deal because with this new policy change, we are uh, making Washington University even more affordable for talented uh, students. So essentially, we have expanded our no-loan financial aid policy for all undergraduate students, and that will be effective next fall. Mm -hmm. So when a, when a student applies to WashU and they are applying for financial aid, when we award them financial aid, they will not have loans in their uh, financial aid package. Mm -hmm. And why is it that this is happening now? Well, at WashU, we've been working for over 10 years or so working to make Washington University more affordable. Uh, we started with working to increase the percentages of students from lowest income backgrounds um, as measured by Pell, and we've done some incredible work um, moving from about 6% Pell to 21% in our entering first-year class. A couple of years ago, we launched Gateway to Success, which was a billion-dollar investment uh, in financial aid, which made it possible for WashU to switch from a, um, uh, a need-aware policy to a need-blind admission policy. Mm -hmm. And um, we have met, uh, we, we've had a financial aid policy, a generous financial aid policy, where we've been able to meet 100% of a student's demonstrated need in our financial aid packaging. So we've, we've done a lot over the course of uh, the last 10 years or so. And I do want to mention one other program because I think it's particularly relevant for um, students and families in Missouri and Southern Illinois. Um, in 2019, we launched something called the Wash You Pledge which provides uh, full undergraduate education, including tuition, fees, housing, and meals uh, to students in Missouri and Southern Illinois who come from a family that makes an annual income of $75,000 or less. Mm -hmm. So we've done a lot. And what was the impact of the WashU pledge? It took effect in 2020, is that right? Uh, uh, the first class, it was announced in 2019, and the right. first WashU Pledge class 
class enrolled in um, the fall of 2020. And we were able to enroll at that point about 5% of the entering class Mm -hmm. were you pledged students in. And we've we've got, we've had about 5 to 6% a year. And how have you been able to measure whether that's successful? Like those, the students in that inaugural class now are uh, in their, starting their third year? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, at WashU, we um, have a very strong retention rate, and that is one way that you measure success. Uh, another way is that many of our WashU Pledge students are uh, they're doing well on campus. They're actively engaged on campus. They don't. They're not uh, worried about uh, having to pay, uh, having to work to pay their their tuition. Um, and so they really have the opportunity to take advantage of all that WashU has to offer um, academically as well as extracurricular. Mm-hmm. So. As far as the work that has been going on, you mentioned over the last decade, it sounds like this new program then of no loan policies and extension of that WashU pledge. Are there any important distinctions between the two? Well, WashU pledge is really a program just for students in Missouri and Southern Illinois. Mm. The no loan program it will be national. Any student who uh, applies and enrolls at WashU who uh, is on financial aid will not be packaged with a loan. Uh, that loan money will be replaced by uh, WashU scholarship and grant money. So that's that's a really important um, opportunity for students, particularly students who may be coming from um, limited and moderate income backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, many families are very sensitive to loans, and um, when they see a loan, they they don't believe that the education um, is affordable. And so now when we are awarding financial aid packages with full university uh, scholarship and grant money, um, we we know that students and families will be excited by that and uh, and know that WashU is financially attainable and hopefully will choose to enroll at WashU. Mm-hmm. Now, the undergrad students who are already enrolled, financial aid is reviewed um, each year. Is that correct? Yes, that yes. is correct. So does that mean that those students who are already enrolled can take advantage of this no new um, I'm sorry this new no loan program. So for um, the new no loan program takes effect fall of 2024, so uh, next year. Mm-hmm. And for students who are enrolled at that time, they uh, financial aid packages will, um, if they have loans, they're those loans will be replaced by university scholarship and grant money. Okay, so this is an advantage to existing students as well. Now, we did have someone from Twitter uh, who wrote about this announcement. Savannah Estwit is a WashU alum who took financial aid and tweeted us saying, this sounds incredible, all caps. I think the prevailing question is, how is this financially possible for WashU? So, Rene, where has this money come from and what kind of investment are we talking about in this just a, a minute or so? 
Yeah, so the, the university um, has been working hard to uh, raise money. We had a great return on investment about a year ago, which allowed us to do the Gateway to Success program for and, and to have need blind admissions process. And so, um, you know, we we have had the resources, and we're working to get even more resources in order to invest it in our financial aid program. We'll be back shortly to continue the conversation from St. Louis Public Radio. Now back to our conversation with Ronnie Turner, Vice Provost for Admissions and Financial Aid at Washington University in St. Louis. We're talking about the university's no new new no loan approach. It's a mouthful to financial aid for undergraduate students starting next fall. Ronnie, before the break, uh, we were talking about where the money comes from uh, in order to make this no new loan. Um, approach to things possible. And one of the things that we had mentioned is that uh, someone had tweeted us about not only where the money is coming from, but also whether there are any loopholes. Like, is this something that's too good to be true? Well, um, this is, (laughs) there are no loopholes. Um, We will be replacing federal loans for undergraduates um, uh, who um, are who were eligible for for federal loans with Washington University uh, scholarship and grant money? So um, that's it. If you apply for financial aid, and we would have packaged you with a loan, we are replacing that loan, and we're no longer um, putting loans in our financial aid packages. So, um, and the other thing I wanted to clarify is. We are continuing to raise money. In fact, we have a, uh, a scholarship campaign called Make Way that um, hopefully will allow us with success to do even more to make WashU affordable for students. Mm-hmm. And on that note of affordability, we put out a call for reactions to the no loan approach that Washington University announced just this past Friday. Here's Faith Sandler, Executive Director of the Scholarship Foundation of St. Louis, with her thoughts. This new policy is quite the headline grabber. Its timing coincides with the aftermath of the Supreme Court decisions on student loan forgiveness and affirmative action and admissions. It's also, by the way, opening season for admissions for 2024 first-time freshmen. In a school with a cost of attendance of $85,000 a year, it's not hard for those of middle and upper middle income households to feel needy. The university had already enacted a policy like this for students from households with income under $75,000 a year. So the community might ask itself, who will benefit by this new approach? In the rarefied era of elite institutions, this policy helps those who would have little or no need elsewhere. While you can grab a headline this way, there's very little impact on racial or economic equity likely to result from this kind of shift. So, Ronnie, what do you make of that? What's, what is your response? 
Well, my, my response is that any that it is really important for institutions like WashU to do all that we can to ensure that WashU is affordable, that we have students and that we support students who are coming from limited income and moderate income backgrounds. And this new no-loan policy will have a significant impact on those students coming from moderate income backgrounds who would have, who to WashU who would have been admitted and in the past had loans as part of their financial aid package. But going forward, they will not have loans. They will not um, have to incur debt to come to Washington University. And we think it's the right thing to do. Um, We're in a position where we can do it. And we are just excited to expand opportunities for talented students regardless of their their income. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I disagree with um, with the the assessment because I see the impact that financial aid and no loan programs has on students and uh, their ability to uh, continue their education and be successful. Mm-hmm. Another you know another aspect of no loans is you know when you have students who are coming from moderate incomes or limited income families sometimes they make choices about uh, their majors and uh, what to do after they graduate because they're worried about paying back loans and with this no no loan program our students will have a wide range of choices and will be able to follow um, their dreams so mm-hmm. again we're really excited by it yeah. Do you happen to have any examples of students who have benefited because of these new um, new approaches to financial aid overall? Um, well, I am not going to share her name or, or anything of a student. Oh, but sure. With with our with the WashU Pledge program, with um, our new uh, need need blind uh, initiative. We have students who um, wouldn't have chosen WashU who have chosen WashU. Uh, the fact that students in Missouri and in Southern Illinois um, were trying to get the word out even more so that more of those students who qualify for WashU Pledge from a financial perspective and who are talented students will continue will apply to WashU, will choose to apply to WashU. So getting that word out really makes a difference. Um, and has uh, a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Now, Washington University's endowment, I mean, it's been um, impressive for many years. And in fact, U.S. News and World Report says that it's north of $13 billion, with a B, dollars. So why was this no-loan program not implemented earlier? Or were there forces you know, more recently that have, uh, that have prompted action on it? Well, one of the things that uh, everyone needs to understand about endowments is that um, institutions uh, receive donations from from, uh, generous folks, and a lot of times, well, most of the times, they specify what those funds can be used for. Mm. And um, because of that specification and that commitment, um, we can't uh, legally redirect the funds to other programs. And so we've had to work really hard um, to raise money um, for financial aid uh, directly 
so that we would have endowment funds that would impact financial aid that could be used for financial aid. And um, uh, a couple of years ago, um, we had a really incredible return on investment, which allowed us to uh, dedicate um, uh, money to um, become a need-blind institution. So um, it's Endowments are, are pretty complicated, <laughs> um, and it, they just you just can't spend the the resources. Um, you As have you would to see honor fit. the gift. Yeah, right, you have right. to honor the gift. Well, as a nonprofit newsroom, we certainly understand how that works as well. <laughs> now, we've had past conversations on this show around generational debt. How does this benefit more than a single student? I mean, I've been saying families um, explicitly. Uh, because it, it's often it's not about a single individual student. Is there some illustration or example that you can offer that demonstrates generational benefit? Well, um, just generally, when when you have a a student that's coming from a limited income or um, a moderate income background, they're the first in the family to go to college, and they come to an institution like WashU. They um, uh, are fully supported with our financial aid programs, and they don't have to pay back loans. You know that really starts to uh, change uh, the, the the family's trajectory. Um, I can talk about my own personal experience. Um, my mother was the first um, student, it, the first child in her family, and there were over ten <laughs> students. To 10 children in her family, but she was the only one to go to college. Mm. And the impact that that has had, she was first generation, low income, um, the impact that that has had on my brothers, my sisters, my nieces, my nephews, um, and many of our cousins has been incredible because they saw college as attainable, um, because my mother did it, um, and uh, that really has changed um, our family. Um, I am a, a college graduate. I have a master's degree. I have a daughter who is a high school senior who is preparing to to apply to college. I mean, it just it really it, it changes opportunities, um, which I think is incredible. That's why I really believe in the power of higher education because I've seen it in my own life. Ronnie Turner is Vice Provost for Admissions and Financial Aid at Washington University. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. 
committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.